With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Stepping out of bondage and grabbing hold of God's promise. Circumstances can't stop me, and neither will they block me. Today I feel unmovable. Nothing's impossible. To walk on water. Well, good morning, everyone. This is John Marie Alexander Borsico, your host of the Process 319 Unleashed. I hope that each and every one of you are having an awesome morning as we celebrate the last Thursday of 2016. I hope that you guys are so excited to run, to leap, to just bounce into 2017 full of life and vigor and expectation. Well, I'm so glad that each one of you has decided to join me this morning, or if you're listening later on On Demand, thank you so much for clicking on my podcast and taking a listen this morning. Well, look, as you know, every day we uh, that we're on the air together, we want to make sure that we honor God as being the honored guest on this show and that he will speak through me for me to provide encouragement to your spirit and your soul. I hope that you guys are ready to jump in. And we really want to just really put out a prayer out there for everyone. But guess what? We know that we also get a do-over. Every day that we get to wake up and see another day, every minute of that day is a do-over. So if we didn't get it right at 10.01, at 10.01 and 30 seconds, we can make up our mind to get it right because we always, as long as we're alive, we have an opportunity to change things and to make things better. Well, let's go ahead and enter into a word of prayer. Father God, we so, so thank you this morning. We want to begin our day and our time together with gratitude. Gratitude determines your attitude. We want to have an attitude of gratitude. We thank you for everything. Though some things in our life may not be good, we thank you because we get to watch you operate and watch the power of God, the faithfulness of God, the love of God triumph over all that's in our life. So, Father God, we thank you. We praise you for all that you do. We thank you that we can get up this morning, that we have food in our bodies, whether it be little or great, that we have a roof over our head, regardless of what it looks like. We thank you because it could be so much worse. And even though we may be hurting, God, we know that you are our supreme being. 
and that you are there with us through everything. All we need to continue to do is praise you, submit to your way, and give you all the glory. Father God, we honor you today, and I want to pray for those who may be struggling in their bodies or sickness or a recent death in a family or uh, issues with loved ones, with marital issues and children issues and employment issues and financial issues and the people who may have drug addictions, whatever it is, Father God, who are just turmoil in their mind, turmoil in their soul, God, and they just need peace. Where we know that you are the ultimate peace giver. You tell us in your word that your peace you live leave with us, your peace you give to us. You've given us your comforter, the Holy Spirit, who not only comes in to indwell us and to live in us, but is also the power source of the of the Godhead, and we thank you, God, for that power. So we give you the glory. We give you all honor and all praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, we are going into 2017. Uh, tomorrow is the 30th. We have, like, two more days, and we're just jumping in. Well, I titled this uh, message today or this lesson, What You See Is Not What You Get paradigm shift 2017 and that probably sounds like really strange it's not overly catchy and it's not you know it kind of makes you wonder and I the reason I titled that that way is because what we see is not what we get when we're operating in spiritual things when we're operating out of our spirit man not out of our natural man see we may be in the world but the Bible says that we're not of it, meaning we don't partake to its way of doing things. And we have the mind of Christ, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, we, we know that according to Galatians 2.20, that it's not us that lives, but Christ living in us. We know according to Galatians 5, chapter 5, that we want to live out of our spirit man and not out of our flesh man not out of our soulish realm. As we grow in spirit, then it should begin to have a change in our soul, which is our mind, our will, our emotions. What does that look like? As the word, as we feed on the word, as we feed our spirit man on the word of God, it begins to shift and change the way we think, why we think a certain way. We begin to take on God's perspective of a situation or a thing. That's what we want to really make sure that we're doing in 2017. See, sometimes we look at the negative situation that we've experienced in life and we dwell there and we think, oh, where was God? Or why didn't God help me? Or it's always negative in that, in that respect. But what we, what we want to do is not look at what we see because that's not what we get. We have to look beyond what we see. We must look beyond what we see. So let's give an analogy here, and then we're going to get into some of our scriptures. As parents to our young children, we have a level of knowledge and experience that runs the gamut, okay? And we teach our children to listen to us and, and obey us because we see what's ahead if they continue on a particular road. 
if they continue to not do their homework, if they continue to maybe associate with a particular group of people or whatever it may be that they're doing, we can say, hey, I've been there. I know. Why? Because I've seen it. Through experience, through knowledge, we've seen it. Uh, we can even get as, as, as granular or really as minuscule as I'm very tall. And very often, because I'm tall, I can see over what maybe a person who is short can't see. Or if a person's in an airplane, they can see vast distances versus a person on the ground only being able to see only so many feet in front of them. You see, so what we see is not what's real. What we see is not what we get. We want to see beyond. We want to have God's perspective on a thing, on a situation, because God knows you better than you know yourself. God created you. He has seen all that has gone on in your life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And what God says is, if you just submit and give this to me, if you trust me, if you understand what I say in my word, the promises that I've made are true, I am a man of my word as far as from God's perspective when we um, anthropomorphize uh, him, we want to understand that he is true to his word. So what we want to do is just submit to that and then find our action part. Our action parts are staying in faith. Our action parts are speaking the word of God to the situation as it applies. So if it's healing you need, you want healing scriptures. If it's uh, finances you need, then it's giving and scriptures on knowing that God is a provider. So what does that look like? So you want to be a CEO of your own company or you want a promotion in your company or you desire to be married or a parent. There may be some things in your life that as that come about that will help you be better in those areas. You may get the opportunity to babysit, which is going to help those nurturing skills. You'll find out what you need. You may have to have an experience where you work with a crowd of people and they're all very angry. That's going to help you know how to work with difficult people as you go into management. But if you only look at it from a negative perspective, why has this happened to me? Look at what they're doing to me. Then you're missing the process that you must go through to gain the knowledge and the experience to be ready and able to be in a position that you desire. So you can't look at what you see. What you see, take it at face value, it is what it is, and move on. What can you learn from it? How can you grasp it? And I'm going to, uh, we're going to uh, look at a few scriptures that will really give us a little bit more credence for you so that you can really understand where we're going with this. We don't want to spend time looking at what we see. You know, God does things not like man. God's ways are not our ways. God is going to do that which he is going to do so that he gets the glory. Not us. He gets the glory. If if we could do it, then we would not need God. So when things look bleak, when things look like it's not happening, you know, hold on. 
get that word in you where you know beyond a shadow of a doubt what God has said to you. And that comes through spending time in his word, having that intimate relationship with him so that you begin to learn and know what that still, small voice sounds like so that as you're moving throughout your day, as you're taking here and there, that you will know what you need to do. We want to have a paradigm shift for 2017, meaning we don't want to go into 2017 with the same thought process that we had in 2016. We want to change our thought process, and that is majorly important. There are some things that I've been experiencing personally, and I'm like, wow, I can't believe God did it like this. But when I look at what God has done and what God is doing, it's something that only God can do. It's not my efforts. See, sometimes we get so caught up in just doing the day-to-day, I went to work, I made my money, I paid my bills, oh, I'm trusting God. Are we really? So there are situations that will come in our lives as we desire to become more intimate with God where it's no longer us and our job and our families that we rely on. We can give God gratitude for the job that we have and the income that we bring in, and we become so comfortable with that that that's what we look at. That's what we see. We want to shift beyond that. So let's go ahead and look at some scriptures this morning and really to give this a foundation of of the word of God that we can stand on so that we don't look at what we see. We want to get that higher perspective. We want to have that perspective of an eagle. So let's first understand what God is saying. So let's look over at 2 Corinthians and this morning, hey, guys, I'm changing up on you a little bit. I will be, I am using my ESD, my English Standard Version. So we should enjoy this one a great deal today. So we're going to go ahead and go over to Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. And Second Corinthians is uh, the second book after Romans. So you have Romans. First Corinthians, and then you have Second Corinthians, and we are going to go to chapter four, and we are looking at verse eighteen this morning. So let's read this. Let's start at verse uh, sixteen, just to give us some more context here. So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away; our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light, momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. They are eternal. So when we look at this verse, we understand, great, let's look at that. Even when affliction comes, even when uh, um momentary affliction is preparing us for for the eternal weight. It's talking about what we're going through, the eternal weight of glory when we pass on from a, to a different life. But even when we look at it from this perspective, that, that eternal weight of glory, what we do in this life, what we do for Christ will last, and that's the only thing. Our works and things that we do will either be wood, hay, or stubble, and we don't want it to be that. Or because wood, hay, or stubble will burn. 
whereas what we do for Christ, only what we do for Christ, unless winning souls into the kingdom. That's why when people say, oh, well, this is my faith, I keep it to myself, I don't talk about things like that, well, you direct, directly oppose the word of God because it says, number one, don't hide your light under a bushel. That's in uh, the Gospel of John. And then we see right here, as we read further on, we would see that things burn up. So we, we, we see that there's an eternal weight. There's a gift and rewards that we want to receive. Always want to live and share the gospel with others through our life, through our kindness, so that we draw people to the Lord. But as you can see here in this verse, for what we see are, is not, we should not put any weight on that. And we also know this when we look at faith in Hebrews chapter 11. He says, faith, now faith, which is now, it's present, it's always active, it's always moving, is the substance of things unseen. It's not what we see. If we can see it, then it's not faith, you see. So we don't want to put our weight and our trust in what we see. We want to trust the eternal God. Because the things that we see could change at any time, but God is faithful. God is true. He's always been around with all the opponents that we even have that are trying to shut down Christians in the way that they do things, in the way that we think. He is still standing strong and tall. We want to remember that. Don't look at what you see. Don't put a lot of credence because things can change. Managers that are giving you a hard time can get relocated. Uh, You can get a better job. There are so many things that can change. That's why it's important that you don't look at what you see, but you shift your mind to a self-perspective or a situation perspective to a God perspective. And then we're going to go over to Isaiah 14, 27. I so, so love this scripture. The first time I heard it, it just kind of blew me away um, when I heard it many years ago. When we understand that the the, uh, the children of Israel uh, were taken into ca- captivity and they were in Babylon, and they were going through a lot of things right now with Assyria and so forth. But this verse lets us know that no matter the adversity, no matter what is coming against us, no, no, no matter, I can't say it any other way, no matter, Nothing, nothing, nothing can thwart, can change, can end God's plan and desire for your life except you. And I'll just call it that because you can choose not to submit to what God has. You can choose to not do things God's way. But if your heart is is bent, regardless of situations, regardless of what you may be going through, at the end of the day, if your heart is bent on loving God, doing God, having a relationship with God, then nothing can change that. And this is what the verse says in verse Isaiah verse fourteen twenty seven. Again, let me start with verse 26. This is the purpose that is purpose concerning the whole earth. And this is the hand that is stretched out over all the nations. For the Lord of hosts has purpose, and who will annul it? His hand is stretched out, and who will turn it back? Another way of saying that verse is um, there's nothing that can change. Nothing can thwart the word of God in your life. Nothing can cause it to not be in existence. 
God has a plan for your life and a purpose. We cannot thwart, no matter how bad the situation looks, if you stay faithful to your relationship with God, if you stay faithful to your intimacy, being in his word, cultivating that, then nothing, he, he will get you where you need to be. He will get you to fulfill out your purpose in life because he reminds us of that, of that in Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. So let's go ahead and go over now to Job chapter 42, verse 2. Job 42, verse 2. And I, again, love this one. And if I have time, I'm going to look up another verse. It may be in Genesis 50. I'll just go ahead and quote it for you now. You know, it's what Joseph said regarding his brothers when they had put him in captivity and they sold him. And he became a slave and ended up in, you know, the uh, the king's house and everything. And here's uh, what happened. You know, he says in the end to his brothers, this is an awesome, awesome act of forgiveness. He said, you may have meant it for my evil. In other words, his brothers were trying to kill him. They sold him for a few pieces of, of money. They sold him. I mean, how do you sell your brother? How do you put him in a pit? I mean, that is some serious hate for brothers to do that to their brother and then to their father, to make their father think that their brother died. I mean, that is beyond just horrendous. But what does Joseph say to them? You may have meant it for my evil, but God meant it for my good. Go back and read that story because you see all that he went through. And he could have complained, and and I'm sure that he had his moments of frailty. I'm sure. But he stayed faithful to God, stayed in a place where he would position himself later to where he would be the second in command of all of Egypt. Is that not wonderful? Now, what if he didn't change his paradigm? What if he didn't? What if he constantly looked at what he saw versus the things of God, staying true, knowing that God had given him? See, sometimes we get visions and we have dreams of one thing, of the end, but we don't often get the dream of the entire process. We may just see ourselves on a stage owning a business. We see that, but we don't see the process that it will take us to get there. Because if God showed us the process, we probably wouldn't do it. Because we would look at it in fear and trepidation, and we would just crumble. Because we would not imagine ourselves going through it. But when we change our mindset, when we change that paradigm, when we choose to not look at what we see, because it's not really what we get, and we choose to look at what God says, then it's amazingly awesome. Let's go ahead and go back over here to Job chapter 42. We are almost there, and we're going to look at verse 2. I know that you can do all things and that no of yours can be thwarted. We see that again here, parallel to uh, Isaiah 14, 27. You know, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. There's also a, um, a verse, and it's also a song, who is like the Lord, 
There is no one. Who is like the Lord? He is strong and mighty. Who is like the Lord? There is no, no one. Stand up and give him the praise. There's no one like God. We can come up with all kinds of uh, new age ways of, of trying to relate to God, but that's kind of like uh, speaking two different languages to, to, to a person and expecting them to understand what you're talking about. It doesn't work that way. We want to speak the language that God understands because he created it. Therefore, he says he watches over his word to perform it. He doesn't watch over anything else. He watches over his word. What does his word say in, the, in his Bible? He watches over the positive things because he is aider of the universe. I know many don't always believe that, but it doesn't stop it from being true because he is an intelligent being. And then I want us to go quickly to Matthew 19, 26, Matthew 19, 26. And here we see that nothing is impossible with God. For with God all things shall be possible. See, when we're moving through this paradigm shift, when we're choosing to not look at what we see, that means that the possibilities that we're focusing on are the possibilities of God. What we see is not what we get. Why? Because we are looking at it from God's perspective. And it can shift and change at any time. Now we want to go over to, we want to look at 1 Corinthians 2.16. And remember, guys, we were bought with a price. And that was the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So for those of us who have received that free gift, who have received that gift of being in his family, then we know that all the promises of God are yes and amen, and they are for us. So when we look at 1 Corinthians 2.16, we want to have the mind of Christ. That's what it says there. We want to have the mind of Christ. How do we have the mind of Christ? That means looking at all of our situations the way God sees the situations. Let's start with verse 14, and we'll go on. The natural person, that means a person who's not living out of their spirit, a person who, does not, who has never accepted Christ as their personal Savior. They're not renewed. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. See, we can do it because why? We are walking in that place of the spirit. The spiritual person judges all things but he himself um, is to be judged by no one And that is for God So we can have the mind of Christ And we could talk more into judging How does that look That's not a place of condemning It's a different place we, cause, Because we never condemn anyone But we can look at it And we can judge a situation We can judge it for what it looks like We can judge it and really begin to place it in different areas of categories. Okay? That's what we want to do there. 
and then we want to go over. So don't ever think that you can't know the mind of God. We talked about that through knowing the word of God. And then we're going to look over at Proverbs 23, 7. As a man thinketh, so is he. What are you thinking about yourself? What you see is not what you get. It's what you say. And as you begin to say who you are in God, as you begin to take on the same perspective in your mind that God has of you, that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, that he'll never leave you or forsake you, that he has a plan for you, a future and a hope, that he loves you with an everlasting love, that he knows the number of hairs that you have on your head. You know that. So you're taking on that mind. You want to write your vision. You want to write it so that you can see it, so that you can begin to mold it and move it and submit it primarily to God so that he can begin to change how you're going to write in your mind how you're going to approach that thing. Because it's all about doing things from God's perspective. We always do it. We've been talking about it when we did our series on Psalm 119. We must always remember to filter our thoughts, our actions, our circumstances to the Word of God. Many people want to live a life with God in relation to God, yet never spend any time in prayer with Him. They don't feel that relationship. They're relying on someone else to do it, whether it be a pastor, a preacher, a priest, a prophet, apostle, their friend, their neighbor, their mother, their father, their sister. But they don't spend that time cultivating uh, that relationship with God, cultivating an hour of prayer. Make that one of your goals or resolutions for 2017. Begin by working towards it. By the end of 2017, you will know how and have the ability to spend an hour in prayer because it's not just about you. Get out the book of Psalms and begin to read it back to God. Change your mindset. Shift how you do things. It's not what you see. It's not what you get. It's what you do by shifting your mind. Hey, guys, we're out of time. I love you. Check me out on the process319.org. Share with your friends, and I'll see you next year. Love you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.